Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another Empowering Chat. Hello and welcome to Empowering Chats. It is July 2023 and this month's theme is nurture. And I, I mentioned it in my solo show, but when I we decided on the word nurture, I thought, it, oh, this is going to be just juicy. So I really actually can't wait to see what happens as we all focus on nurture for the month of July. It's actually kind of a sweet summary thing, right? Nurturing, nurturing, loving yourself before, first, and then others. So uh, the definition of nurture is to feed or protect, to support and encourage as during a period of training or development, to train, educate, bring up. And so the guests that we have for July, I think you're going to find each of them exquisitely nurturing in in what they bring, the, the different books that they've written. Um, I certainly, when I interviewed them, each of them felt just so blessed to have had met them. And actually, we have two returning uh, authors um, for for July. I've had a secondary conversation with them, which was so much fun to just get to see them again, kind of like seeing revisiting with old friends. And I hope that when you listen to the shows, you'll feel a, a connection, a heart connection with each of these amazing authors that are really kind of all about nurturing. Enjoy the show. So today I have another treat. I always feel like I have treats. With, <laughs> I always feel like I have treats. I'm just so blessed. But I have a treat. I have invited another uh, author who we just fell in love with each other and did this amazing juicy dance together to come back because it felt like the conversation wasn't done. So uh, the author is Lindsay Fauntleroy, and her book is called In Our Element, Using the Five Elements as Soul Medicine to Unleash Your Personal Power. Lindsay, thanks for joining me. Wow. Thank you so much for bringing me back. I loved our first conversation. I, I, I can't wait to see where we go with this. And so I also want to welcome one of Lindsay's students who's becoming a practitioner in the which we'll talk about uh the modality that Lindsay teaches and i want to welcome amy schemmel amy thanks for being here thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here yeah so Lindsay felt that it would it would be fun to have um have you join us amy because you've got you've gone through her program and are have learned how to do the soul medicine so I want to let everybody know, Lindsay Lindsay has a school. It's called Spirit Seed. Right, Lindsay? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they can you can find out about it at spiritseed.org. I'm going to say that at the top. And then at the end, uh, we'll remind everybody because she's got a program starting in the fall. And uh, 
and it'll all be in the show notes. So just don't wear your little silly heads. Just sit back and enjoy the ride, however this is going to unfold. So, Lindsay, I wanted to have you back, right? Because we were talking about uh, your book in our element and the five elements that you use from a very ancient um, modality uh, for inner awareness, inner uh, healing, inner excavation. Um, So let's just talk briefly about the five elements at the top so then we can uh, refer to them later. Absolutely. So the five elements are what I would consider an archetypal system. So the five elements each in this system are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And this really comes through uh, East Asian philosophy, which comes through Taoism. Um, And of course, I learned this system as an acupuncturist. And so what I love about uh, East Asian medicine, but also all of the psychological healing systems that come out of indigenous cultures and communities is that there is this relationship between the mind and the psyche, spirituality and nature, that they all reflect one another. And so, you know, when we're looking at the five elements, we're looking at a system that gives us a bit of a diagram of an inner process that's happening in our psyche and our soul. And so a very easy way to think about it is in terms of seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And so the water element corresponds with the winter season, for example. And we know what it feels like when we're going through a winter season in our life. Maybe things are a little dark. Maybe we're feeling a little introverted. Maybe we're less social than we would be at other times of the year. That's a a winter season and it's reflected in nature, which is very different from a spring season or what we would call the wood element, where maybe we're a little bit more ambitious, we're a little more free and ease and expansive. And so these indigenous systems, whether we're looking at um, East Asian medicine, Native American uh, medicine, the Ayurvedic system, which comes through India, African diasporic medicine systems, they all use nature as a symbolic metaphor and a way to understand what's happening in the human mind. And then, of course, in the, the Western psychological tradition, the field of depth psychology and the work of James Hillman and Carl Jung really brought that forward in terms of their work with what they call the anima lundi, which is basically the soul of the world, right? The inanimate shared breath and soul of the world. Right. Um, You know, and it's interesting because it feels, I mean, you and I, we've been involved in this kind of research for, for years and it feels like it's so timely to me, at least for it to come more forward um, because so many people, okay, now I'm going to just, so many people, are not necessarily finding the answers they're seeking in traditional healing or traditional medicine or even traditional talk therapy. You know, they're not finding those answers because it, 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 it seems to me that everything you're talking about in your, in your book, Lindsay, is addressing a very deep, uh, ancient connection to source what i call source energy and people 
so like traditional medicine and uh, psychology are really, uh, this is my opinion, everybody, you don't have to take it, you don't have to believe it. But I think they're talking heads, you know, and they're all stuck in their head and forgetting the, the whole system of the human being, which is actually begins as spirit, as a divine spark. So uh, that's what I love about you using the elements as archetypes to help the individual, excuse me, the individual really get to know themselves, you know, in a whole different way. That's right. I mean, the, as you were speaking, the quote that comes to me is from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you know, close your eyes, otherwise you won't see anything. And when indigenous uh, psychology and indigenous cultures really um, understood was the power of the invisible and the parts of ourselves that we can't actually see, touch or experience with the five senses. When we look at modern medicine and even the the field of psychology that emerges out of the the natural science, there was this huge emphasis on the material world. And so the only reality was what we can see, taste, touch, hear, and smell, I think is the missing one. Um, so really oriented to the sensual world, right? And the past yeah. being the only reality. And indigenous cultures teach us that, no, there's just the invisible and the five elements give us a system for understanding the, invis the invisible. And so much of what we are experiencing now as, as humanity is stuff that can't be measured on a, on a diagnostic test, right? If you're no. hard at thing, it might not show up on the EKG, right? Or if laughter is healing for you, that's not going to show up in your prescription, but the five elements and soul medicine really give us a language to talk about these invisible ways of healing in a way that's really comprehensive and something that I think the world is really asking for right now. Right. And it's so fascinating to me that we come full circle, you know, like, right. you know, the indigenous cultures, the ancient, ancient, ancient wisdom keepers that began eons ago. And hold this knowledge for us. You know, they're all probably sitting around somewhere in some some pie in the sky place, going, "Oh my God, here we go again!" And look, and now they're finally coming back. Now well, they finally understand, right? I they had to do each all other, <laughs> right? <laughs> finally, they're they're getting it. It's funny because uh, folks that are listening can't hear me, but uh, I can't see this. But I'm wearing a shirt um, that says Neo Ancient, which is something that I talk about in the book. How do we take these? old world philosophies, this old world wisdom, and really bring it forward in new and, and profound ways to support the heartaches and the, the soul wounds that we're experiencing now. And we've got a collect, we've got collective soul wounds, right? It, it, whether, whatever culture we're in, whatever country we're in, whatever religion we're in oh my god my shoulders just went up around my ears oh god uh so you know i mean because it's there's wounding in in all of those places so this this yeah. modality that you are uh being the wood element that you are lindsay <laughs> and you're standing up and you're speaking out and you're sharing your wisdom and knowledge this is it's timely. It's so timely. So, so much. Amy, I want to ask you, what is it that drew you to uh, studying uh, 
Lindsay's uh, philosophy and and learning how to utilize the the spirit and the soul and the uh, flower essences and everything. Well, um, I'm coming from um, a background in Reiki. Mm-hmm. So I was already um, pretty uh, fascinated with how um, how to work with energy, the invisible, that sort of thing. And um, really um, was also drawn to working with plants in some way. And I didn't even know about flower essences, but I knew that like herbalism wasn't quite the right fit for me. And so I just was reaching out to different people and I had a great conversation with Lindsay and I was like, oh, flower essences, like this is totally it because it's working with the spirit of the flowers and um, it's just like uh, another way to, instead of having to to work with um, all the scientific, you know, reasoning and, um, you know, all that information, I just felt like there was something I don't want to say simpler but something else that was calling me and it was definitely the spiritual elements um working with the flowers and understanding their different vibrations right and it's so fascinating because to me because I've used flower essences on and off for many 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 years in fact I was downing a bottle of rescue remedy last night um but it's fascinating to me because when I bring that up to my regular doctors, you know, who are well-trained in pharmaceutical solutions, they they don't even understand flower essences and, well, that could, you know, tamper with the current whatever you're taking. And I'm, I'm like, no, it, does, it, it works on a whole different level mm-hmm. because it's working with the energy of the flowers. Is that right, Lindsay? That's correct. So I think about um, medicine across um, what indigenous cultures would call the subtle body. Mm. And so those four layers, which I know, Susan, you're familiar with, but I'll just share to share with the listeners. You have your physical body, which, again, is bound to the five senses. Then you have the etheric body, which I uh, think about as color and sound and emotional energy. It's more currents and, and vibrational frequency. Then there's the astral plane, uh, which is dealing with uh, thought and images and symbols. And then there's the spiritual plane. And so even though all of these are a continuum, they're not quite boxes, when we're talking about pharmaceutical medicine, often which is derived from plants or or synthetically recreating the impact of them. And people forget that. They just forget that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're still learning from nature, right? And so that's really physical plain medicine. And then when we're talking about herbs, which which Amy mentioned, and also essential oils, that's more etheric plain medicine. And then flower essences are astral plain medicine. And so they each have their own unique signatures and their ways of working with the human energy field that are, I find, complementary as opposed to canceling one another out. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll have clients that come to me and they'll tell me that they're on medication for depression or anxiety and they're thinking that I'm going to have some aversion or 
um, something negative to say about it. And I'm, you know, it's great. It's whatever is going to hold space for you. And um, the plants are non-discriminatory. They want us to work with them in all of the ways. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and so um, they, the flower essences don't interfere with, uh, with biomedicine in some ways they can enhance what's already happening and vice versa. Sometimes the, the, um, the prescription medicine will support or be a container for the deeper opening and awakening that's coming through with the flower essences, particularly in cases of trauma. Oh, oh. so flower essences are, are very helpful for trauma. They are very helpful for trauma. Okay. Now explain Please explain to everybody why that is. Well, I can use the example of childhood trauma. For example, if someone goes through um, a painful um, circumstance and they're coming of age or they're becoming, what it does is that it will lock in particular perspectives around how the world works. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if there was abuse or neglect or any of the horrors of humanity it's done against children, unfortunately, our our psyches will hold that and say, OK, well, to avoid this from happening again, this is how I'm going to move through the world. Right. And that will serve us until it doesn't. And so oftentimes, uh, particularly in the case of childhood trauma or childhood wounding, uh, the wound is hidden it goes subconscious we're not even fully aware either that it happened or that it's impacting us and because the flower essences work on as i mentioned the astral body they help us to start getting curious and more aware of well what are the thoughts that i've been and perspectives that i've been holding that don't really work for me anymore you know if i've held this belief that people are not trustworthy or if i've held this belief that i'm unlovable or that I don't deserve good things, or that um, anytime someone gets close to me, I need to push them away before they hurt me. Any of those things that that we kind of adopt in response to painful events, then the flower essence help us to awaken first the acknowledgement that we're having those thoughts, and then we can really see if they still are appropriate to the situations that we're in. So they become a catalyst for retraining our brains to see things in ways that are um, elevated, that are in alignment with our with our truest self, our truest destiny, and help us to get out of our own way in terms of unlocking some of that that trauma and those wounds that are really held in our body and held in our subconscious memory. Yes, yes, and um, I. I did get a couple of your uh, flower essences after we talked last time. And I think one is is open. Yes. Oh, oh boy. Lovely. Lovely. When, and when I'm feeling like I need to shut down my heart, I take a couple of drops of that. And then my day unfolds in a, um, in a, I want to say better way. That's not the word. It, in a more, in an easier way to, to, to be present with people instead of protecting myself right. and things like that. Um, so, okay, so you said there's four subtle bodies. I, I wrote down physical, etheric, astral. What's the fourth one? Spiritual. Thank you, spiritual. I missed that. Isn't that funny? 
Um, maybe because you live in that world. <laughs> well, and this is the thing that I, I love about the elements and then you, the flower essences is because it's non-linear, right? right? There's, it's, and we live, we, as we, it, well, anybody who's awake and aware is now recognizing we have been living in a very linear, binary, A plus B equals C and nothing changes world. But that's not the, that's not the reality of the spiritual essence of human beings. We're, we're nonlinear. We're nonlinear and everything changes. There, are, there is nothing constant. Um, and so that's really what the five elements are, is it's a system of change. In fact, if we look at the word wuxing as it comes out of uh, Asian philosophy, it doesn't actually translate as five elements. It translates as five changes or five changes. So when we're looking at five element theory, we're really looking at how do things change? How do things move? How does energy move? And so the blessing in that is that sometimes the things that feel most static and stuck and permanent, such as a chronic health condition or a bad financial circumstance or that terrible marriage, you know, we all have those things where we're like, it's just going to be like this forever. And then there's a whole science that says, well, actually, no, because everything is energy and everything moves and everything changes. And now here's a system to help you understand how to move the things that feel stuck or permanent or unchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I so appreciate that um, because I really, I, I believe, I know in my heart and I believe that uh, spirit is dynamic. And so it is constantly flowing and we're the only ones that are blocking our good. We're the only ones hiding from what was so it doesn't happen again or controlling what might happen because we don't want the thing we don't want um so, so issue <laughs> oh my god me it, 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 it's the human condition i guess you know yeah because we're just in that recognition i really hope we're all recognizing how tra traumatized we've become as a human race Absolutely. and culturally and and it's systemic you know, it doesn't matter where you live or what you look like or what you believe in. We're all traumatized and, and it's and it's got to stop. True. It's true. So and the flower essences I find are so kind and generous in that way, because literally every. Everything that a client has said to me that they're wrestling with or struggling with, there's a flower for that. There's a flower essence that addresses that unique, specific thing. And and it's just such a humbling reminder that um, that there's another intelligence out there that's kind of guiding us and holding us and and, you know, looking out for for the humans as we run amok. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It, it, totally. And we'll be there after we leave, too. You know, I mean, that's it's always going to be there. So Amy, when when you first started um, studying all this, uh, did you ha did you take some flower essences? What did you have a, a personal transformation that you'd like to share? Oh my gosh, I had so many. <laughs> it's just been um, such a journey. Um, I 
started off with the signature course, the um, in our element course, and immediately, you know, we right away started taking uh, formulas that aligned with, we went through each element. Um, and so I would say like my biggest transformation took place when I got into the other um, further along courses where we, mm -hmm. we did like a case study and we just chose one plant to study. And I chose cayenne. Oh, wow. It came to me, came to me that um, I was so frustrated in my life about um, not finishing projects. Like I had so many projects as, as I just sat in my house and looked around my house. I was like, oh my God, I started this. When am I going to finish that? You know, and just um, felt like I had a certain level of disorganization, but it was, it was more like a, maybe like an embodiment issue, you know, where like I had all the ideas, but they weren't like, I wasn't executing them, you know. Anyway, so I started with that, but it was just so unbelievably magical and transforming. I had no idea the power of this plant. It wasn't, it didn't just help me like follow through with projects, although it did do that, but it also provided so much wisdom as to you know, how did I get here in the first place, you know, and then also so much compassion for myself and my journey to, to get to where I am today, where I'm actually like taking this flower essence and, um, that it just, you know, it does work on that mental level where, where the first thing that happens to you is you see things, um, in a different way, you have a different perspective. So it affects your thoughts first, usually when you take the flower essence in. And so I did have that moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, like, why am I beating myself up about not finishing these projects? Because look at all the stuff that I've done in my life and it's mm -hmm. amazing, you know? And that was such a humbling moment for me where I just really, it was so healing. I was just like, oh wow, like, why am I beating myself up like this? This is not the way to um, live my life or, you know, be in alignment with my higher self. And, um, other, you know, other things just kept happening, like all kinds of synchronicities songs coming to me that had like very deep healing meaning to me and um i had incredible vision of um cayenne spirit in like a meditate meditation that was um very important feeling and just made me feel like oh this is a very like uh powerful medicine and then when i did the, the actual research on it i was like oh yeah of course like it's a sacred medicinal plant for so many indigenous um communities so unbeknownst to me you know i just thought i was going to like get some work done you know and feel good about myself but it was a much larger transformation than i could have even imagined right so as you're speaking amy um and i appreciate you sharing that experience as you're speaking i'm hearing a couple of things um so flower essences Lindsay, are they really, are they kind of like, um, I'm hearing pipe peyote and experiences with that kind of like, which I've never done, but th those kind of out of the box, really trippy, it, it's different, right? The essences are different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the example that I use that a lot of folks can relate to, uh, I think, I hope, is alcohol, which of course- uh -huh. Um, plants, right? Different grains are 
And so when someone is under the influence of alcohol, you can kind of feel that influence, right? You might hear yourself saying something or doing something. You're like, I would normally do this, but I'm a little, you know, under the influence or, you know, and so it feels like something artificial or um, with like some of the different um, plant medicine journeys that people are talking about more now where they're going into hallucinogenic states and things that feels otherworldly. What I love about, and, and those things are great for what they're great for. I'm not disparaging them at all. But the flower essences don't work in that way. In fact, what they do, I found, is that they make you feel more like yourself. I love that. So, and and the the blessing of that is that you're feeling more authentic. You're saying things that you wouldn't necessarily normally say or doing things differently than you normally would, but it doesn't feel artificial. It feels more in alignment with who you are and, and what you are up to in your life. The the downside of that is that it, they feel so organic and so authentic that a lot of times people will say things like, oh, it's not working. It's nothing, nothing's really different. Nothing's really changed. Oh, interesting. Because and then that's part of the work of a, a flower essence practitioner that is that knows the plants and has worked with them to be able to pull out those through lines in those archetypal um, prints of what that particular flower is doing for the person and really reflecting back to them how they're changing and how their thoughts have changed and what's different from one cycle to the next because it feels so organic and it's so subtle that you might not even notice it. Yeah, I, I, and and it's important to have a practitioner, right, Amy? You're, you're going to be the person, you're the person that not holds a client's hand, but maybe holds the container that they're in as they're going through their own self-discovery and self-healing by working with these essences. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I do say that I think, um, on my bio or something about how having a protect practitioner work with you through the, do the therapy with you instead of just taking a flower essence, you're doing actual like therapy. It's like they're, a practitioner is going to be able to point out like the little subtle, the little subtle shift, you know? And I just want to say also that like when I took cayenne, that was like my most transformative, most obvious experience, but I had many other beautiful, more subtle shifts and openings with different essences and formulas. Um, and yeah. And so if I hadn't been in Lindsay's class and learning all this stuff, I'm sure so much of it, I would have just been like, Oh, that song just came to me like, you know, with the coincidence, you know, but, you know, it did, it did align. It didn't, it didn't vibrate with the essence that I was taking at the time, you know, and um, yeah, all the little emotional shifts that come through. And so Amy, yeah. do you, like Lindsay was saying, do you, do you feel like you're more yourself having gone through this program and, and taking some of these essences? <laughs> It's such a great question. Um, I've never uh, thought of it that way. Great question. <laughs> but it is true, and I just hadn't thought of it that way. But I guess how I tend to think of it is that it's, I'm, I'm allowing more of my higher self to be revealed and to come in. So in that way, yes, I would say, you know, we are our higher selves, right? We just don't recognize it. <laughs> so I would say yes. 
So many people spend a lot of time trying to hide from their higher self, thinking that that's the one that's going to come and punish them, you know, or Mm -hmm. shame them or blame them as opposed to aligning with their higher self, which is there all the time, right? It's it's in us, it's around us, it's through us. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I love that you're, you're, you are living in and with your higher self. I can't think of a better roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I would love to add to that because I think um, what Amy's bringing forward and, and even your question was just such a great question. I kind of want to add it to the end of their, their certification process. Do you feel more like your true self? Um, but the goal of the the certification program is to support practitioners, whatever their starting point, to becoming the most authentic practitioner that they can be. And that means that everyone leaves the program slightly different than each other and slightly different than how they came in. Because the person that has 20 years as a registered nurse that goes to the program is going to have a very different pr- practice than the person who has started out um, without any kind of clinical experience. So the program really meets people where they are and takes them where they want to go in terms of their work with flower essences. And I love what you're saying about, you know, the, the flower essence practitioner brings out the subtle nuances. And that's where flower essence use versus flower essence therapy is really important because Dr. Bach, who brought the flower essences to uh, the medical community, really believed that flower essences were self-help medicine. Mm-hmm. And so just like we all might have Tylenol and Band-Aids and, you know, those certain things that we just have in our cabinet for first aid, there are definitely flower essences that we can have on hand for just regular, everyday, soul first aid for those soul hiccups. And those are the flower essences that I that I covered in the book. The training program is really for going through those deeper um, being held in those deeper processes of transformation and and really, uh, I call it archetypal change. If I go through my life as a lover and all of a sudden I need to become a sage, that's an archetypal shift. That's a new way of being in the world. And so that's what flower essence therapy is for. Um, so the flower essence therapy and working with a practitioner is great for those larger transformational moments and also have white chestnut in your cabinet if you're overthinking. Have Surat <laughs> cabinet if you can't make decisions, right? There's just there's just certain flower essences that are very accessible and ready for us to use to get out of our own way. I'm laughing, Lindsay, because I think I just finished my white chestnut. And my brain is like, my brain is running circles again. And I'm like, what is going on? And so now I have to go get some more, you know? I, and yeah, and I have... Uh, I was my father. I was sharing with Lindsay before we started recording that my dad had been very ill for a, a little while, and he's much better now. But during that time, I went to the store and I was standing in front of the flower essence, saying, "Going, I what do I need? What do I need? What do I need?" And I just pulled one off the shelf, and it was called Endurance. Mm. And I was, I was like, and I don't know exactly what's in it, uh, but I thought, all right you know, spirit led. I'm, and it helped me get through uh, his hospitalization and all the different things I needed to do to, to um, support him in a brand new way, you know, and have, and not have my, 
health so um, depleted. Well, it got depleted, but I'm better now. So, um, so just to kind of circle back to this idea, this is the idea I really like you guys, is it, flower essences and learning about the um, ele- elements and how to utilize them in our um, daily, monthly, yearly shifts and change and growth, um, it seems to me if more people were aware of that, it would make this current transition slash upheaval slash collapse slash chaos slash whatever this is that we're going through, it seems like it would make it, uh, it would help individuals support individuals in moving through all of the worldly stuff that's happening and feel supported when if you look outside your door wow. it you don't know i i really really resonate with that because i think what the working with this medicine has really taught me is that there's no such thing as an individual that we are all inherently connected and interconnected and interdependent and subject to cycles and rhythms. And so even with something like the pandemic, mm-hmm. right, I, I believe we're still recovering from and will be recovering from for another 10 to 15 years, right? But being able to hold, okay, with I, I d- had done a video when the pandemic was first happening called um, COVID and the water element. And just really looking at, okay, the water element teaches us how to be internal and how to not be extroverted and to um, to rest, really to rest and to not be so focused on what we can produce. And what better than a pandemic that has us all on quarantine than really learning how to not do things, how to right. not keep so oriented towards being productive in air quotes. So, you know, I looked at COVID as, being a real signature water element moment for our collective. Mm -hmm. And there was so much loss and grief. And so the metal element really showed up to teach us how to value the preciousness of life. So I really see these elements as, as gateways, as portals, as guides, as ways of being able to look at the chaos and really see that there's an inherent order underneath it. Now, that order doesn't always feel good. No. And that's the thing about the elements. They're not all feel-good things. They each have the, the gifts and the blessings, and they, they each have their disharmonies. But for me, it was very helpful to, to know that there was it wasn't just random, and that my life isn't just random, that there is an order, that there are seasons, that there are lessons that I can gain from each success and from each heartache that there's something to be gained there. And, and really um, that has been valuable for me in doing this work in high schools. It's the same thing. Um, I do this work with high school students, teaching them about the five elements. Of course, we can't bring the flower essence in that would open all other floodgates. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they really resonate to the elements and you know I had a student the other day that was getting into a lot of fights and so we talked about the wood element and we talked about agency and we talked about 
how do you assert yourself? And so it became another framework. Instead of looking at her uh, propensity to fight as a negative thing, we were able to reframe it and say, okay, well, you are a sprout. And what are you really reaching for? And is your behavior in alignment with what you're really reaching for? How can we redirect that wood element energy? And so I think it's it's useful because we are in a society that tends to pathologize our oh, yeah. behavior. <laughs> and, you know, we do it to students. We do it to ourselves, right? We don't want to cry. We don't want to be scared. We don't, you know, we want to just be brave and happy all the time. And we're not. And the elements offer a way to understand what uh, each moment is really asking for. And then the flower essence offer a way to gift that to ourselves. So they work together in that way. You know, Lindsay, thank you for sharing that piece too, because um, again, and I said this, I said this when we had our conversation last time, you bring me hope. You do, you bring me hope. And, um, and because you're teaching the next generation how to view things differently and giving them tools that are easy to understand. You know, I mean, you all you have to do is look at a plant or the sky or the water coming out of your faucet, and you and you know that there's an element there that could be um, accessed and utilized. Um, I was listening. I'm re-listening to Abraham Hicks, and um, they were talking about uh, feeling as the person that was talking to her was feeling like it was taking forever for him to manifest the thing he wanted and blah, blah, blah. And she always reframes things for people. And basically what I heard in that conversation is, yeah, well, it, it might feel like it's taking forever for you right now, but think about the future generations because you're doing the work now as we do the work now, right now on planet Earth, as we become consciously awake, we learn what modalities work best for us to connect to our inner divinity, our higher selves, as Amy said. When we learn how to do that now, the the following generations are going to come in with that technology already implanted, right? They're never it's not going to take them as long as it's taking some of us to manifest or complete our projects or or you know whatever it is there because we're doing the work and then we're introducing it to the next generation that's going to be having those children that are just going to come in and and blow the doors off of everything and just be these amazing magnificent light beings so i really appreciate the work that you do Lindsay. i really do thank you so much yeah and amy Congratulations in, in in Lindsay said you're completing the course. Congratulations for following your your uh higher self and that guidance and your intuition to to be allow yourself to be drawn to something that is going to be uh have a powerful impact with all the clients that you work with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I want to say that, you know, and salute of Amy and the the others in her cohort that the process is not the school is not an easy school it just gets progressively more um, challenging and more in depth and more involved it starts off with open level classes that are open to everyone no matter what you practice no matter if you practice and then increasingly increasingly goes deeper into 
the work and the study and the process. And so uh, the folks that come out of the program, I, I feel are very well trained. We are in partnership with the Flower Essence Society, which is an organization that has over 40 years of research in the field of flower essence there. Wow. So it's just, um, I really, it's one of the things that I'm most proud of in my work is is the school and how, you know, there's just so much need for this type of healing and whether people just do one or two classes and bring that work back to their families, that's a huge difference right there. Right there, um, yeah. And so huge I, difference. It's huge, you know, um, when I teach a lot of times people say, well, does this help you with your daughter? And and I hope so. Yeah. You know? oh. um, but, you know, it, it's raising this next generation forward and transforming um, how we live in this world as humans is something that we all have a responsibility to play a part in. And so I'm very excited to be just one of many, many, many institutions that are bringing this work forward. Do Yes. So um, everybody, Lindsay has a class that's starting or you're starting the next round of classes in October, right? That's right. So at thespiritseed.org, you can see um, we have uh, foundation courses and then we have intermediate and advanced courses. And in our element, which is the nine-month course based on the book. So if Uh you have a chance to pick up the book, thank you. And the course really follows the cycles of the element. Oh, there it is. Um, It follows the cycles of the season where you're working with flower essences, you're getting to know the signatures of the elements. And that really is a comprehensive course. Many people come into the Spirit Seed, take that class, and then they go off and use it in either their practice or I mentioned their families or for themselves. So um, that class starts in October and we have an open house in September for anyone that wants to pop in and, and get to know me and some of the other faculty members. Awesome. I, I <clears throat> We'll have all that information in the show notes, you guys. Um, a link to that specific open house and everything. Uh, so any any last words, Amy? Any last words? I would just say if anybody's even remotely interested in taking these classes that you will, there is no downside to it. If you just take it and you get like personal information and healing from it, that's amazing. And if you end up, you know, deciding you want to pursue it as like, um, you know, a work path, that's also going to be amazing. And then I can't, I can never say not by how wonderful Lindsay is and what an incredible teacher she is. And she is so much wisdom on she holds she holds the classes are experiential and they she holds them so incredibly well on so many different levels. And um, you know, you meet other people in the classes that you learn from or get different perspectives from, and it's just a whole journey. Fabulous. Thank you. Lindsay, anything? One last word? I'd love to share. I'm feeling a little emotional right now, (laughs) but I'd love to share the commitment um, that we wrote of the spirit seed. I can't remember. I don't think I shared it the last time I was with you. No. Uh Um, But it's our version of the Pledge of Allegiance. And so it's our commitment to the work. It is the allegiance to the earth for soul awakening and remembering as part of humanity for which we stand one heart 
spirit embodied, interconnected with liberation and justice for all. My God, I got chills. Thank you for sharing that. I got chills. So I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, a 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website and just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at susan at susanmorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.